hard work. And I've worked hard. Where I am today is not a, uh, it cannot be attributed to wealth. And in some ways I am wealthy. But where I am today is a result of the prayers, the spankings, and generally the love shown here in this church. Um, I do believe that you don't have to, uh, in, in order to be eternal, you can be effective. So let me be honest with you. I'm not going to preach long, but I got some stuff I need to get off my chest. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to have this opportunity again, uh, Rodney, so you shouldn't have called me out here from California if you didn't think I was going to say what I wanted to say. Uh, when I look out here and look out in this space, I see people. You don't see them, but I see them. I, I see when I walk inside the front door, Pastor, I see Ann Smith in her wide-rimmed glasses. Seated behind her, I see Sister Johnny. And I keep thinking about Johnny Mac. I used to ride the bus with her to church Sunday mornings. And if I keep walking, I see Mother Cleora Brown looking at me and pointing a finger. And I remember the one time I got popped for going in her refrigerator there on it. As I walk further, I see Mother Alma Loman. I see them. I look over here on the second row and I see Deacon Harold Williams. Deacon Edward Byers. I see them. Clarence Pitts. And I was telling pastor I got a, bat, a bit choked up. I was doing some visitation about two months ago. And I recall words that I heard from one of my favorite preachers. He had no earned degrees. But there's nothing like a word from John Willis Sr. So Mother Venice, while I might not come from some rich family, I come from a rich tradition where I've learned how to trust in Jesus, how to depend on his word. So y'all, I'm just simply saying I'm thankful to be here. Uh, I'm going to get to the word, I promise you. Um, but if I don't sing something, I'm going to hear about it. So can I sing a little bit of something and get, get to preaching? Is that okay with y'all? Is that all right? Um, read in the scriptures. His word is true. There is no secret to what the Lord can do. Miracles and blessings he has for you. It is no secret to what the Lord will do. I'm trying to sing it like her. He has the power Let me preach. 
See, some stuff sounds good to the ear, but when it gets to your spirit. To Pastor Venice, to the First Lady, to my grandmother, to my family, to all who are here. Saw my cousin Cameron, we're the only Mortons west of the Mississippi. So good to see him here. He's in Vegas, I'm in Chico, California. Um, you never know the importance of family until you're without it. My God, my God. Well, so what's funny is, is I'm looking up here and what you're seeing is my indecision. Those are two titles that are tagged together. Um, what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about testimony from a shotgun house dweller. Uh, uh, we're gonna ignore that, that other one if that's okay with y'all. Um, I wanna begin by reading this text. Not sure what's customary for this house. I've been away for a while. I'm seeing y'all stand, so I see that hasn't changed. I will use your version. This is using the new revised standard version. Many of you are probably reading the new King James version. The biggest difference between these two versions is that one version uses inclusive language. So rather than man or woman, it says our or they, it uses that type of language. Um, so you can find yourself in the text, amen? So you've heard this text, but you've read it in different language. So our steps are made firm by the Lord when he delights in our way. Though we stumble, we shall not fall headlong. For the Lord holds us by the hand. I have been young and now I am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. You may be seated. You may be seated. The Psalms are literally songs. They are the tapestry of a lived life by David, whose experience from the wilderness of his father's area to the kingdom. Uh, they are simply his songs. He was a great lyricist, a great songwriter, and we get the benefit of reading his stuff. Whenever we're reading the Bible, we are reading stuff. We're reading stuff that was addressed for other people. We are reading other people's mail. Uh, and we get permission uh, from God to do so. But when we read this text, if you read the preceding verses, he spends a lot of time talking about wickedness the experiences that he has um, running from his son, Absalom, who has given him chase after running into issues with God and how his father functions. To all of the graduates today, I want to say something to you. Uh, there are many people who will provide you with testimonies, and some of those testimonies will equip you with good stuff going forward, uh, but not all of them will. I want to be honest with you. Sometimes you have to know how to separate uh, um, uh, uh, opinion from wisdom. I I'm just speaking real in here. I'm speaking because sometimes when people tell you they got a word for you, it's really a word for themselves. It ain't got nothing to do with you, right? Right. So you got to know how to separate the difference between an opinion, right, and wisdom. So, so what I want to provide today, just for a few moments, um, are some things that I wish I had known uh, before I graduated. So, so some things that I wish I had gotten 
Joyce, things that I wish I had understood, that I, that I had fully embraced before I walked out of the doors of Central State or Withrow High School or Emory University. Um, one of those things that I had to learn, and I think that David can attest to in, in this span of text, is that favor ain't fair. You will run into people in your life, right? Good to see you, Raven. Can I can I quick shout out real quick? Raven keeps me in new mission. Her Snapchats keep me knowing what's going on inside the church. <laughs> but favor ain't fair. And here's the thing. What happens is, is that you might put in the work and showcase all of the hard work and you'll see somebody else get a better grade. Uh, just so y'all don't think I'm talking about the students. You will put in all of the hard work and see somebody else get a better job. Okay, okay, okay. You will play the numbers. Have I hit your street? And then find out later that somebody else hit who already had a little something, something. Favor ain't fair. God has an idea for what he wants to do in your life that will never match up with what's happening in somebody else's life. You have no clue the level of faith that goes into this thing. And sometimes what you think is a blessing for somebody else. And can I also parenthetically insert here, Sister Carter, that some of the stuff that we ask God for, God knows that we ain't ready to receive. So if God gave it to you, you would waste it anyway. Favor ain't fair. David highlights something here. He highlights a creative tension that I think that it's easy for us to, uh, to, to ignore. Because we read stuff so often, it becomes common. And when you do something really a whole lot of times, it feels like you just know it by heart, but that means that you don't really put in the time to understand what's actually in the text. So could you bring the text back up real quick? Thank you, please. I want to make sure everybody don't leave out of here saying the brother came this far and didn't say nothing. The text says our steps are made firm by the Lord. Where we are is a result of God's doing. Not what you got. Go ahead. It ain't got nothing. Can, can I? Can, can I can. God has blessed me with stuff sometimes that I was never able to enjoy. Y'all think I'm preaching, preaching prosperity. I ain't. I ain't. Listen, I remember getting a bonus check. Um, I want to say it was around November of 2016. And I, can, I don't mind telling y'all my business since I'm, I work for the state of California. You can look my stuff up anyway. <laughs> it was about $750 after taxes. And I believed I worked hard for that check. Matter of fact, I know I worked hard for that. Mother Taylor, I know I worked hard for that check. And I had a student come up to me two days later after I got the check. The check wasn't even comfortable yet in my account. I had a student come up to me and say to me, uh, uh, Mr. Morton, um, my mother just passed, and she's in, uh, the family's in SoCal. I'm not sure how I'm going to get down there. I just simply need you to excuse me from class for a couple days um, as I try to figure out my situation. I didn't wait too long to figure out that I was going to help that child out. Yeah. 
Let me tell you why, because there were people in my life who stepped in Favor ain't fair. People were dropping deposits in my life all throughout and then I'm going to get a little something and act like. Okay. Y'all going to be quiet. Y'all going to be quieter than a man. It's okay. I'm going to preach this anyhow. Let me, let me move to my next point. All right. Wilderness is not permanent. Your wilderness experience is not permanent. It feels like it. It looks like it. It might even smell like it. Because you've been in this stuff for a long time. It feels like God has literally turned his back on you. But can I tell you that if you just hold fast to your faith, if you trust God, and I'm not talking about what I heard, I'm telling you what I know. Can I testify real quick? Can I testify and let you know that back in 2015, the doctors came to me and told me that I was wrestling with prostate cancer. Did you hear me? Prostate cancer. And the brother wasn't even 35 yet, Royal. I said, what? Really? Check it again. Brother, you got prostate cancer. And I sat there and I said, God, why me? I spent months asking God, why me? And pastor, I still showed up to church. I still paid my tithes. But I had an issue with what God was doing in my life. I felt like I was being led into a wilderness. I'd worked hard, I'd got the degrees, I had did what was required of me. And now I'm threatened with losing my life. And I wasn't even 35 yet. Well, 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 sometimes God allows you to go through some things because, check this out, if you get to go straightway, if you get to go straightway through it, you want to appreciate the beauty that's on the sidelines. No, 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 y'all didn't catch that. I'm giving y'all this one for free. Listen to this. If God allowed us to go through life like a shotgun house. Who knows what a shotgun house is? Raise your hand. It's a house where you can open up the front door and see out the back. I, I, I wish, I wish life was like that where I could simply open the front door and see out the back to my blessings. I wish every time I prayed, uh, if I opened the door, God showed me where it was located. Because then I wouldn't have to deal with certain haters. Then I wouldn't have to deal with certain people. Then I wouldn't have to do certain things. But because life ain't like a shotgun house, God has you go through detours. Because sometimes your blessing is not in the front room. It's on the side room. Did you hear what I'm saying? Sometimes God has to reroute you in order to bless you. Yeah, yeah, I know how it feels. Ah. I know what it's like. Radiation beat me up. But now. Oh my God almighty. But now. I know I'm swole but I'm blessed. It ain't got a cancer anywhere in my body. Don't tell me what he can't do. Because I tried him for myself. 
I know that he's able. Is there anybody here who don't mind admitting that even though the trouble came, he stepped in your life, turned stuff around, and now you're looking better. You're acting better than you ever did. Uh, 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 uh. My wilderness ain't permanent. My wilderness ain't permanent. It feels like it, but it ain't permanent. It ain't permanent. I'm almost through. I'm almost through. I know, I know. I'm almost through. Uh, Failure is not optional. Joshua, I thought I was doing something when I was at Central State. And uh, talked to Terry and Lynetta and said, can y'all allow me to do a concert here at New Mission before I graduate? I just wanted to show off. Then Rodney said, okay, brother, we got you. We're going to support you. The youth and young adult, we got your back. I spent all that money paying musicians. Spent all that money showing off that I never fully understood my gift in the moment. It took me to get out to California where nobody knew me. You catch what I said? No name recognition. And I found myself at a place called Yoshi's in Oakland. If you ever go to Oakland or San Francisco, stop by there. I got an opportunity. Well, my cousin here is a performing artist, a rapper. And I had an opportunity to sing back up. Before I give y'all her name, I need y'all to know that New Mission has its own version of her. And I thought for the longest that this person was, when they always said Anita Baker, I thought they were talking about her. But I got to get back there. My auntie will tell you, I called her and said, Auntie, I got to sing back up for Anita Baker. And I know y'all too holy for me to start singing the songs that we start singing. But I started saying, wait a minute. I can do something with this thing I got. And maybe this ain't all about me. I'm singing back up. But I felt better singing back up than I've ever felt good singing lead. And it's something about when you realize what God's gift is For you, it ain't always about you being up front. And I really wish that we got that as a church. Can I come home a little bit? Because this ain't ain't just at 4809 Ravina Street. Uh, This is at 821 Linden Street in California as well, where we create little celebrities in the church. And at the same time we are creating little celebrities, we're telling other kids that you ain't good enough. And they learn by your experience in the church because you're not telling them who they are. You are fooling them. You are fooling them into believing sometimes that their gift is better left in the shower I'm speaking truth. I know. I didn't expect no amens on that part. And that sometimes, baby, your your real gift is in the classroom or in the shop. We've created, not just y'all, 
Y'all getting quiet like I'm talking about y'all personally. Not just y'all. Because I want to be honest, I'm a beneficiary of that. I walked out of here knowing that couldn't nobody tell me nothing about singing. When I got to Central State, and I got in the Central State chorus with William Henry Caldwell, I did my thing, you hear me? Got two lead solos. I mean, as a freshman, that was a huge bump in my, you know, my bravado. You know, I could say I learned from the lights of Betty Ray Green and Dorothy Brown how to riff and how, how to sing and how to get the crowd. Y'all know how Dorothy would do her head like. I learned how to be smooth like my sister Debbie, and I knew how to take your time with a song and let the crowd come in. Y'all want me to stay on track? I got, I got one more point, and I'm going to head on home. That's a lie. I got two. But this one I want you to understand. Our faith is a process. How do I know that? Look at the B part of this verse. For the Lord holds us. The Lord holds us by the hand. God guides us. The man I am in my faith today, Lynetta, is not the man I was in 2001. Nor, listen to this, is it the man I was a month ago. Because when you say you are in Christ, he guides you by the hand. Listen, young people, we don't got to know it all right now. One of the questions I hated people asking me uh, when I told them I was graduating is, what you going to do now? What's next? If we knew the answer to that, we'd already be doing it. We'd already be doing it. But it's a process that involves breaking and God putting you back together. Breaking and God putting you back together. I know y'all think y'all look good. But at the root of us, we're a bunch of cracked pots. We are God's pottery that has been shattered and God desired not to throw us away to the junk pile but decided that we were worth the saving. And then he allowed his divine power to come into us and put us back together again. That's why I know uh, my Redeemer lives. Because Deacon Jefferson, I'm aware that I'm not worth much on my own, but it's the God in me who took a little lousy boy from Avondale and now I'm sitting in boardrooms that I couldn't have imagined because our wilderness is not permanent and our faith is a process. I'm learning every day how much God loves me. I told you I got in at 
last night. The plane I was on was having mechanical trouble. I was sitting in the middle part of the plane and I could hear the brakes grinding. And I'm not talking about as we were landing or as we were taking off. I'm talking about as we were moving. And the pilot had already told us that our delay was because a mechanic hadn't got there. And then after the mechanic got there, he still said that there were some things that they would simply check off a list. That it wasn't a big thing. And I sat on that plane and I kept saying, Christine, I need to get home. So I could either allow my fear to tell me to get off this plane, which would have been logical, which would have been okay, and y'all couldn't have judged me for it. But I decided that the God in me was bigger than the trouble that was surrounding me. I'm dropping gems and y'all acting like it's, it's straw. The the God in me allowed me to be secure enough in my faith that no matter what was happening with the wheels, no matter what the mechanical situation was, God had me. And see, I simply brought it up because you're going to have stuff happen in your life where it does not look good. It does not feel good. And logically, you ought to jump ship. But can I tell you that you need to hold on? Can I tell you why? Because the Bible says that the race is not given. It ain't given to you fast, folk. Uh, All you fleet-footed people. Uh, And I'm so glad about that. Because I ain't got a whole lot of speed. I I get mine in burst. Now, now y'all know Rodney going to keep that part of the the, the sermon. He going to replay that part. He going to replay that part back to me years later. But, but, but God allows us who, who are willing to stick in there, even though it gets bad, uh, to make it to the finish line. I, I'm about to close. And y'all going to miss this. Y'all going to miss this. God allows those of us who are willing to hold on a little while longer in the bad weather to enjoy his blessings at the end. Yeah, 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 because check this out. The beauty of a shotgun house is you're able to see all the way through, but you ain't got no clue what's on the other side. Ah, ah, but, but, but my father, who's rich, I'm closing now, who's rich in houses and lands, my father, who's able to do exceedingly far more abundantly above all I can ask or think he's promised to keep me can I get a witness he promised to walk with me can I get a witness he promised that uh, he'll never leave me nor forsake me and I got something to hold on to what are the promises of God I'll make Ease and successful your ways. What are the promises of God? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not walk. He making me to in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. 
What are the promises of God? That although you got to go through, you'll never go through by yourself. 